What's up? What's up? Good Monday to you. It is the 11th of October, 2021. The show happens each and every weekday in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Show podcast begins now. Yeah. Kenny from Nashville here, and after a long day of listening to some crappy death metal, I like to unwind with the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Thank Kenny. Uh, what is up? Welcome back to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show. Uh, where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Monday through Friday, right here. Got my uh, really wrinkled Little Debbie snack cake shirt that uh, my pal Mike Ball gave me. Looks like the uh, Swiss roll and the oatmeal pie have a face. Yes. Okay. Feel great. Uh, I didn't. Okay. The plan was go up north and uh, two big running workouts. uh, Final big ones. These are the two final big ones before the big, um, the big race against Mike Ball. You know, out of all the workouts, these are the ones that, that have to be, you know, on point. It's going to make or break. And I didn't, I, I didn't do them. I just uh, sat around and ate and sat by the fire and raked stuff up. I did not know. I brought all my running gear and it stayed in the bag. Now that is a celebratory weekend in my opinion. There is no way in hell I'm going to lift one finger uh, for that. No, there is, if I have to choose between putzing around up north at Fear Bunker North and running for miles and miles and miles, as far as I will go is just bringing the equipment up there, the equipment, the running gear. Had my little fuel belt with water bottles and then I sat there and the workout was just stare at it. And that's what I did. I stared at it. Uh, Every meal was two meals. So uh, like if it was breakfast, I'd have breakfast at 8 a.m., and then 9.30. And then lunch was at 11.30 and 1 p.m. Two breakfasts, two lunches, and then a 4 p.m. dinner followed by a 5.30 dinner. Ah, uh, yes. If by some miracle I can defeat Mike Ball in this race for the ages in less than one week, it'll be a miracle. Of course, we're doing it all for the kids. That's the big reason why this is going on. Raising money. And uh, it doesn't matter who wins, okay? Because one of you, because of your generosity, uh, is going to win. Well, hell, you could win more than one prize. There's six a $600 purse here on the line. That's freaking awesome. So make a bet. 25 bucks is uh, all you have to do. You can make one bet for each $25. If you want, make three bets. Go 25, 25, and 25. 
and like different times. And then, so let's just say you bet 25 bucks. I pick uh, Mike Ball is going to win by, uh, and then you uh, put the amount of time that you think he's going to win by. And then if your time is closest to the actual margin of victory, you would win the $300 top prize. That's freaking great. Or if you want, throw in a few bets and then uh, vary up your uh, times. I don't know. However you want to do it, you figure that out. In the end, the kids win. Okay? Uh, We're trying to fight a uh, devastating uh, child-killing disease, ataxia telangiectasia. That has been the goal for years and years and years. Okay? So that's what this is all about. At the end, I will line up my fat ass against uh, Mike Fish Tits Ball, which that insult started as bitch tits, but he thought I said fish tits, and he thought that that was funnier, so he is now known as Fish Tits Ball. I don't know. And uh, we'll get after it. And somebody's going to win that money. Good luck to you. If you do want to, um, uh, uh, you know, contribute and make a bet, you go to A tcp.org slash Eric Zane. There you go. I posted it right there for you. Just click on it. It's super simple. And then off you go. I think we we might actually hit $2,000 in money raised. And the goal was a thousand. So that is freaking sweet. Makes me very, very happy. Very, very happy. Question I see. Is Eric on Facebook yet? Nope. I think the banning ends tomorrow, but there's also something going on on my Facebook, which I, I'm very confused by. They say that I need to, um, do some type of like authentication. And I'm like, wait, what is that? You can't publish, uh, as your page right now, we are asking people whose page posts are being seen by a lot of people to secure the account with two-factor authentication. Uh, Until you complete these steps, you will only be able to publish to your page as your personal account. So I've gone through this, and every time I get to a certain point, there's like a big red X that says, get out! So I don't know if that has to do with my horrible behavior getting banned on Facebook or what. So I'm not sure. Uh, you need to know that, uh, I have a meeting scheduled with my pals from Twitch. It'll take me about an hour and a half tomorrow of, um, tutelage about my new page on Twitch. What you see now, okay, is, uh, on YouTube and, uh, Twitter and uh, for a little bit of time, probably Facebook. And then, um, the whole video live stream, audio video live stream. When I do the show live every day at 8 a.m. Eastern time is moving to Twitch. I am uh, throwing this out there as much as possible so that you go to twitch.com slash Eric Zane, Eric Zane, all one word and follow that page. When you go to that page and you follow it, when we do make the big jump to Twitch, uh, you will then be notified, hey, Eric's live, and you just hit the thing, and off you go. It's worth repeating that if you want to watch the show live on Twitch, it's free. Anybody can watch it. You will see an ad, okay? Just uh, 
plop in over me and say, hey, uh, uh, go to this bank or whatever. Buy this car. That's how Twitch uh, makes money. And that's how the platform uh, stays viable. However, if you are an Amazon Prime, uh, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, you know, for whatever it is you buy or to watch the movies or whatever, if you sign up with your Amazon Prime account, you see no ads. That's the way to go. If you don't have an Amazon Prime account and you still don't want to see the ads, but you don't want an Amazon Prime account, you can pay a few bucks and you'll get it ad free. Best way to do this is Amazon Prime. I can't stress enough how awesome Amazon Prime is. Oh, I want to buy that with free shipping. Oh, I want to watch this TV show. So that is the best way to do this. All right. 2021, the <laughs> great Twitch switch. Switch to Twitch, not bad. All right. I see what you're doing there. Today is a holiday. And I was confused as hell by that. I was watching the Today Show this morning. And uh, one of their uh, things that they focused on was, oh my gosh. Travelers during the holiday weekend are freaking out as Southwest Airlines cancels 2,000 flights. And I'm like, what holiday are we talking about here? And I, I was like, I was very confused. Well, first of all, the story itself is, uh, Southwest is like, yeah, we got, uh, oh, yeah, we got uh, weather issues, so we're canceling all these flights. Problem, none of the other carriers, out of the same airports, were canceling flights. So everyone's confused. So uh, at these major airports, there's long lines of people and no pilots. All the pilots are calling in sick. So this is uh, this is a show of force by the pilots here. They don't want... Okay, it's all speculation. Because the pilots union is saying, no, 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 bullshit. It, it was all weather. Well, that doesn't make any sense because none of the other planes are having any issues. It's like uh, clear skies. And then, uh, but Southwest is making up some bullshit that it was weather. But it wasn't that at all. The pilots, they don't want to uh, be have a mandatory COVID shot. So the theory is they did a mass walkout and everybody called in sick. That is an effective show of force. That is, uh, I mean, seriously, if you're a, uh, if you are a uh, company like Southwest, you don't want to piss off the one thing that you have to have. If I am running an airline, and I know that of all the people that cannot be replaced, you don't want to fuck with them. Okay? If you are in charge of the airline and you demand... This is what you want to do. If you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not for not getting the shot. You know me. I think all you people should get the shot. But if I run a company like Southwest and I say, Hey, uh, all the pilots have to be vaccinated and I get any degree of blowback. I'm going to say, just kidding. Never mind. 
You don't have to do that shit. No, now fuck it. Because the one thing you have to have, pilots. You might want to rethink that one. You might want to just, uh, yeah, you can't have an airline without pilots. Unless you have thousands of pilots ready to go that are trained and in one minute's notice, they can be uh, making their way towards the airport to fill in for the, then it's okay. But, you know, hell, any type of uh, organized labor, what a, uh, a a potent, devastating thing that you can do if you just organize and say, nah, we decided we don't want to do that. I have never been part of any type of a union or organized labor, but I mean, talk about an effective way of getting what you want. I kind of one day wish I was, uh, I mean, I wish that I could have uh, been part of one of those. Like, ah, no, fuck no, we're going to strike. And then the companies that well, shit, what do we do? Well, you fucking give in to them is what you do. Because you got nothing with all the workers. So I just thought that that was interesting that they tried to pawn it off Southwest. It's like, oh yeah, there was some bad weather. It, it definitely wasn't the pilots saying that they're not going to work. Incredible. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I think it's all getting back to normal now. So you know that there was probably a behind closed doors meeting between like the leader of the uh, pilots union and Southwest. And they go, yeah, uh, yeah, we're quietly going to let that one go. You can, uh, the pilots can do whatever the fuck they want. We don't, we don't give a shit of all the groups. You don't want to fuck with pilots. Um, so Boy, you know, this, uh, as I look at the live stream, I, I, um, Amanda, I gotta, I gotta put you in timeout. Uh, you know, when I suggest that it's a holiday, I I'm going to get to that. I'm going to actually get to that, but you never give me a chance. You always shoot my wad for me. And, uh, you now have done it more than anyone else with this latest offense. Um, like Kenny from time to time, you can't shut the fuck up and you have announced on the page that, Hey, it's indigenous people's day and Columbus day, which was where I was going next, but you did it for me. So, um, in addition to something in your butthole, no doubt, uh, take 300 seconds and eat this. All right. I'm putting you in timeout. Actually, I think I just accidentally blocked you. Which is not good. I didn't want to do that. I did want to put you in timeout for five minutes, but I think I actually blocked you. So I'm going to have to go back and unblock you somehow. So if you're wondering why you're blocked, uh, that is my fault. I hit the wrong button. But... In a sense, it's your fault because if you had to shut up in the first place, we wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had this problem. This is all your fault. And then I hit the wrong button. I wanted to hit block for five minutes or, and I hit blocked for eternity. Ah, fuck it. Watch it on Twitter. It's your fucking problem. You deal with it. John writes, let them go without pay and violate their contracts. Get the next round of pilots up. I don't know if it's that easy, John. I'm sure some puddle jumper companies have pilots to hire up. 
Screw anti-science cucks. <laughs> you know, of all the groups of people that I don't want, uh, you know, hungry up-and-comers taking over, and that is uh, uh, flying planes. You know? I don't know about that one. So getting back to what I was going to talk about before Amanda decided to tell everybody what I was talking about today because she can't shut up. I'm like, what holiday are we talking about here? So I did the research and that was basically just looking at my calendar and the phone basically does it for you. It tells you, uh, it tells you what the holiday is and it says Columbus day. Now, first of all, let me tell you, that should not be a holiday. Okay? Just as uh, it, and then they followed it up with, uh, you know, the woke culture decided to, in addition to Columbus Day, let's go ahead and make it Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, I don't know shit about shit. All I know is that Columbus arrived somewhere along this uh, body of land. I'm not sure which one. And I don't even remember. They said, yeah, Columbus discovered America. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, but it was, I guess the West Indies or some shit like that. Brian says it absolutely should be a holiday. What are you talking about? Columbus day or indigenous people's day? Which one is this holiday? Are we, are we, uh, is it officially a federal holiday? Columbus day. And if, if it, uh, if it is, is it also officially Indigenous Peoples Day, a federal holiday? And Brian Callahan in New Jersey, why should it absolutely be a federal holiday? Can you explain why you think that? Is Columbus Day a federal holiday? Columbus Day help. Second Monday of October is meant to celebrate the anniversary of Christopher Columbus's arrival in the Americas, which occurred on October 12th, 1492. It became a federal holiday starting in 1971. That's bullshit. Why do we care about Christopher fucking Columbus? Is indigenous people's day a federal, uh, federal holiday. Rather than focusing on Columbus, the day celebrates and honors Native American peoples and commemorates their histories and cultures. It is not recognized on a federal level, but is an official holiday in 13 states and dozens of cities which choose not to honor Columbus Day. Hmm. It doesn't need to be a federal holiday, but it should be celebrated. Columbus Day should remain a holiday, uh, Brian says. All right, uh, Amanda, I feel kind of bad about this. I'm going to have to bring you in here. Because I think I actually blocked her. That's a bummer. Of course, this wouldn't have happened. if you, Again, I, I only feel somewhat bad. Because if you just learned to shut up. Hello. Why do you feel the need to do the things that you do to hurt me? Well, 
there was two reasons, and I'm actually having this conversation with Melinda because I can see you on YouTube. I just can't comment. Oh, good, um, good, good. I, that, that, that actually makes me happy. Best of both worlds. You can see us, but you can't comment. I believe so, yeah. Okay, so, so far I am. One was, I thought you were getting to that story right away, so you just took too long, but it's your show. I get it. And two, I was going to say something about how I got a lovely letter or email from the governor's office this morning saying that it was that day. So yeah, I just wanted, yeah. to, I just wanted to share. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. Uh, leave the heavy lifting to me. Yeah, that's how you want to do it. I'll get to it. I was a little bummed that you saw that comment and didn't say anything about the Chippendale comment, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I just want to make sure because I, I mean, I, I, every, I always get buyer's remorse when I have to put people in timeout. I always feel bad afterwards. Mm. You know? I, I, I was hoping that you could actually do it on Twitch because I, I think it's funny. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm sure I will be able to do it on Twitch. Cool. All right. I love you. Okay. Bye. Love you. Chris says, lighten up. She didn't ruin anything. Yeah, dude. Okay. <sighs> Chris, I'm going to make you eat 300 seconds for that crack. This is not a democracy. Uh, Pedro Nick says she takes a verbal beating from me on zoom. So she's passing it on to you. We have a live cameo to take care of today. I will do that to finish the show. All right. So, okay. Welcome in. I hope y'all had a fantastic weekend. The stump is out at fear bunker North. I went up, up North with my dad. Okay. And, uh, you know, Eric, I want to pull that stump out of the ground. So, you know, the idea is keep him busy. He had to have some type of goal, you know? So he shows up with this, uh, with this sawzaw, this reciprocating saw. And, um, well, I started to dig around this stump. I'm thinking this is going to be a huge oper operation. It turns out it's not. The stump is like rotting badly. It's it's ready to go. And so uh, he he does one little cut and it's like cut. It's like hot knife through butter. And he goes, this is rotted guy. I go, okay, well, now this thing, I know if you just grab it, you can literally pull it out with your hand. So I dig just a little bit around it. And then I say to my dad, I go, dad, I'm going to need you to pull this thing. I can't get it. Now, if you don't know, my dad is... Uh, in the middle of dementia and it was oh my god this was uh there was many examples of this this weekend where it was like oh just breaking my heart um so he he reaches down and pulls the stump out and uh this the his eyes light up because you know that whole accomplishment thing and oh my god it was just incredible. So, I mean, it was the easiest thing in the world to do, but he, he was like, Holy shit, we did it. We did it. And then he takes a look at it and there's a lot of displaced dirt. He goes, you're going to go, need to go get some dirt guy to fill this in. Yeah, sure. Dad. So uh, I go, you're going to have to show me where to dig. I don't know where to, I don't know. This is, this is the level we're dealing with here. And he goes, okay, this is a good spot right here. Dig this dirt and put it in there. So I'm like, okay. All right. Thanks dad. 
No big deal. We get it done. He, uh, his dementia is to a point now where, um, if he sits down in a chair, no matter where he is, he has to, okay. So if he sat down where I was right now, this is what he would do. He would go, what is this? What is this here? And I'm holding a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Dry erase marker. And he has to know what it is and its purpose and why it's there because he wants to put it somewhere and he has to know what it is. And I, and I would say, well, that's a dry erase marker and you use it to write on on a board or it's, it's like a magic marker. Oh, well, where does it go? Where, where should it be? Now, what I want to say is leave it right there. Um, but then he feels bad every time you do that. I said, well, dad, I'll tell you what, can you uh, put it inside of that coffee mug? Would you do that for me? Okay, guy. He puts it down. What is this? What is this here? And it's a it's a pencil. So uh, this is every minute of every day. And um, so just giving you a heads up. He's not like that when he's on the phone with us. And I really believe it has to do with um, what's going on in his brain. Because when he's on the phone, he's focused on me and me alone and what he's saying. So you, you don't detect it. You would have to be with him in his presence to be able to get the full idea of where we are cognitively right now. But, oh, my God. But the stump is out. That was That is good. It, uh, it helped that the ground was saturated. Holy shit. It rained the whole time we were up there. The whole time. Rain, rain, rain. And uh, then it became... I, uh, I didn't have a car, but I uh, was able to, uh, my brother-in-law picked me up. Charity Scam Mike took me back to his place. And then uh, it was time to, I said, hey, can I borrow the car back uh, and drive back there? So I borrow his car and I'm driving back. And I noticed that on the driveway to my place, it's just uh, uh, dirt and it's just a two track, you know? I noticed that the vehicle is sliding like it's on ice. And then it dawns on me. The road is getting ripped up. It's just mud and wet leaves now. It's become like monster truck night in this quarter mile drive that I have. And I'm like, uh-oh. You know, I've got to get in two days, two very, very heavy vehicles out. My um, stepsister's husband is going to drive his diesel truck pulling a fifth wheel out of there. And it's uphill too, wet and uphill. And then I got to take my camper which is not a four-wheel drive vehicle, and drive it out. Okay, so it doesn't stop raining, and uh, it's a mud bog. We're concerned about getting stuck. Jim, my stepsister's husband, leaves, and he's like, uh, it's a super powerful uh, diesel truck, you know, like uh, uh, and uh, Silverado, really great, strong truck, four-wheel drive, and he makes it out, and it was no problem, but... I was a little concerned the next day it still rains all through the night and I'm like, okay, here we go. And charity scam, Mike and my dad, they said they want to be there to see it when I get stuck. And I go, you asshole. They go, yeah. So it's time to leave. And I don't know if you've ever seen breaking bad, but in episode one, uh, Walter white is cooking meth in a old school motorhome, And, uh, at one point, He's speeding through the desert and he can't see shit. And he ends up like uh, going out of control and crashing the fucking thing. 
uh, into a ditch, the motorhome. I want to make sure that I'm not going to get stuck. So I channeled my inner hillbilly at the truck pool and um, Mike is like parked in the road and I go, go, I need, I don't want to stop. I got to keep going. So I want you to go the length of this and then I'm going to be right behind you. So he takes off and then I'm like, vroom, 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 and I take, I'm just r- driving like fucking fast as shit. Now this is normally a five mile an hour drive. But I'm hitting 20, 25 miles an hour. And this this is huge. It's a 32-foot motorhome. I'm sliding across like ice. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's got dualies on the back. So I don't know if that helps me or hurts me. I have no idea. And the shit's bouncing around. A coffee maker goes flying. The dogs are like, holy shit. And I am actually sliding up the hill. Fucking A. I, uh, I come out of the driveway and I just pull the uh, wheel and I just make the turn sliding across. Mike sees all this. He's hitting his his brights. He's laughing his ass off. I made it one more stretch of mud road. The puddles are flying everywhere. Oh my God. I was actually very, very concerned that we weren't going to make it. If I got stuck in that mess, oh my God, the worry was, uh, was real, but we made it out. There's dirt all over the thing, mud. It was awesome. Success. Then it was an easy ride home. Listening to the Lions. More on that in a second. Uh, thanks again to Compound Media. Uh, E-Rock over at Compound Media and Anthony Cumia said, Hey, Eric, go ahead and uh, do a show. I did the first one uh, a month and a half ago. The second one. Um, now that the first one was Eric Zane Show Pilot. Now it's Eric Zane Show 001. So I'm open and praying they give me an opportunity to do it again because I love doing it. I do like an hour for a brand new audience on their platform. If you want to check out the show, it's a lot like this one, okay? Uh, But uh, you'll probably enjoy it. If you want to sign up, you have to go to compoundmedia.com. You can even sign up for a free trial if you want just to see it. But uh, I enjoy doing it, so there you go. Just want to let you in on that. I heard from uh, somebody when I was up at Fear Bunker North. And uh, kind of got me interested. I was like, why, why am I seeing that? What is that all about? I see uh, an email, uh, a direct message from this person. Says, why, are, uh, why are you not on regular radio? And um, I wrote, uh, uh, I guess he's not aware that I, you know. I mean, I, I, I am on the regular radio, kind of. I mean, it is, but it's a part-time gig. Saturdays and Sundays on the local oldies station. I do the show right here. It's voice track. By the way, if you listen to that radio station, big 101.3, they they've gotten to a point now where, um, like dropped in between commercials, you'll hear portions of this show are pre-recorded. which I don't know why they have to do that. Um, so I, I just don't even, uh, leave any chance that they're, I mean, because everything is pre-recorded. There is very rarely is anything in radio not pre-recorded. I wrote, not sure. I think I'm hard to get along with. Are you new here? He says, no, no, I'm old. Uh, I guess he's referring to he's been around a while. He says, would you be interested in work, uh, interested to work in Canada? And I wrote, of course, whatever. I, th- I didn't think I was going to hear anything more after that. He wrote, do you have a demo tape you can send me? And I'm like, if you don't mind me asking, who are you? 
He says, my uncle is an executive with Chorus Entertainment. That's C-O-R-U-S. They have over 30 stations across Canada, television as well. I'm part of the WATP Stuttering John fan base. I came across your podcast from being in that realm, and I think your voice should be on the damn radio, not just a podcast. Well, podcasting is better than radio, so. He says, if you like, I would like to send my family member a demo and see what he thinks. I like to think that I have a good ear. It's not the first time I've sent people his way. I wrote out. It's nice. Thank you. That's very kind of you. As much as I'd love to be anywhere, really, I, I might have a harder time convincing my wife. We have, a, we have deep roots, uh, roots here in Michigan, but I'd still be happy to send material over in case anybody needs any type of voice work. I voice track part-time on a couple of radio stations in Michigan, but I'm always looking for more work. He says, to be honest, I think most of the guys are working out of their home studios these days anyway. Uh, send it to me and we'll see what happens. So these guys have stations uh, I saw in uh, communities like Vancouver and Toronto. Some pretty great markets, actually. And a lot of radio stations. And I said, yeah, truth be told, simple software. It's easy to put me on any radio station in North America for my studio at home. Well, the world for that matter. I love that. So who knows? Maybe your old pal Eric Zane will be heard uh, in the uh, friendly confines of our beautiful neighbors to the north. That would be awesome. All right. This show, uh, you know, when it's all done, the podcasting day is not done. It's really just getting started because the Patreon bonus podcast happens shortly thereafter. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Eric Zane is all one word. Join me there for more podcasting each and every day. Try to give you about two hours on the freebie every day, and then we take it over to there to finish it up. Uh, So there's about 15 hours of content that goes into my Patreon every single week. Plenty of things to listen to showing up uh, pretty much every day of the week, uh, Monday through Friday, that is. So uh, if you would, check it out. And I suggest just throwing five bucks at it and, uh, you know, giving it, giving it a taste. And if you don't like it, then, you know, you're out five bucks. It's not exactly breaking the bank's, uh, bank. That five bucks gets you all of the audio and all the audio archive. A lot to listen to, especially if you're getting caught up. Uh, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you don't like it, you can cancel anytime. Super easy to do that. You can also convert any subscription, either the five or $10 a month to a yearly thing and save 10%. And the open and live stream of this show brought to you by Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Thank you very much to them for being on board with the show. Horizon hydroponics.com. If you're growing anything indoors, uh, check them out online and order what you want. Could be fertilizers, any type of growing medium, pots, who knows? Uh, it's all there at horizonhydroponics.com. If you're not sure what to buy, call the number on the page, and their uh, experts will help you do anything at all that you want. And if you uh, you can order from anywhere in the U.S., orders two fifty and more are shipped to you for free, or you can order it online and pick it up. Either way, when you order online, use the coupon code Zane Show at checkout, and you will save ten percent. 
My uh, friends at Dumpster Divers are telling you that if you're in West Michigan and you need a dumpster, this is who you call. 616-375-9962. That's 616-375-9962 for Dumpster Divers, okay? Their dumpsters are cheaper than everybody else's and they're better. So if you need uh, a dumpster, if you need demolition, junk removal, they do all of these things. Call or text 616-375-9962. While I'm at it, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Thank you for sponsoring the show, as I thank all of these sponsors. 616-532-6600. I love the fact that uh, so many people leave great Google reviews that are customers of theirs, talking about the great experience that they've had. It is uh, absolutely fantastic. The peace of mind of knowing you're dealing with the best people who really, really work hard to satisfy their customers. You know, this isn't the type of place where if for whatever reason the customer isn't happy with something that happened that they just go, ah, well, screw you, whatever, you know. I mean, don't give me a hard time just doing my job. None of that shit. They work very, very hard uh, to make sure that you are satisfied. You can't have a customer walking out of there feeling at least uh, the, the least bit like something's not you know on the up and up if you have anything any concern at all at anything make sure you don't be quiet about that and you express it to Irvine's they will make it right that's what I love the most about them if in any uh at, for some reason things don't work out the way you expected them the uh, what the result of your of what your experience is isn't what you were expecting they're gonna make that right I'm promising you they are fantastic 616-532-6600 the detroit lions fuck it up again oh my god okay i'm gonna start with the coach crying and then work backwards from there we're five games in they're zero and five and the coach started to cry Check this out. When you uh, when you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. Oh no! You know you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but um, you know, we we made the one mistake that cost us, you know, and. Uh, and so, ultimately, you know, it uh, we didn't we didn't do enough to win. But I was proud of them, and I love the fight they have in them. I love that guy. I really do. Dan Campbell is his name. That's a bite the kneecaps guy. And uh, you know, I got nothing negative to say about that at all. I don't have anything negative to say about them at all. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's like beating up a puppy or a baby at this point. And the, it's always, it isn't so much uh, that they lost. It's always how they lose. Um, and he's right. They, I mean, they didn't do shit for the whole game. I mean, the defense kept him in it. Okay. And they were, uh, Minnesota kicked a field goal late 
to go up 16 to 6. And then the Lions couldn't do anything with the ball. And then Minnesota couldn't do anything with the ball or whatever. Had the Lions ended up, uh, you know, trying to get, and nothing was working. So with just a couple of minutes left, okay, they're again still fighting. And they get in, uh, they get to a field goal range and they end up kicking a field goal to make it 15 to 9. Okay. So it's, uh, I'm sorry, 16 to 9. And uh, then they, they, they kick off and, uh, Minnesota gets it and then they hand the ball off. All they got to do is get a first down and the game is over Minnesota and the lions managed to yank the ball out of some dude's arms and they get the fucking ball back. And I'm like, no way. Now this has been, this has happened many times already this year where they come roaring back like crazy frantic comeback and they have a chance to win. And, you know, this is on the heels of the 66-yard field goal that uh, uh, ruined that uh, game two weeks ago, okay? So now they're, like, in the red zone, and sure enough, man, they, they punch it in. Now the game is tied. Oh, my God. So, I'm sorry, they're down by one. They're down by one point, uh, 16 to 15. They go for two and get it. On the road, they're up by one point. <laughs> Somehow, and this all started when I got home from up north, and uh, I go, hey, they're fucking it up, huh? And Kevin, he goes, yeah, it's a disaster. Ah, great. I go take the dogs for a walk. Jacqueline calls me on the walk, and she's like, um, hey, the Lions are about to uh, have come back. I'm like, what? And she holds the phone up to the TV screen just as this happens. The uh, Vikings, sure enough, man, even with no timeouts and deep in their own territory, two huge plays get them in field goal range and the kicker kicks like, uh, how far was it? I think it was a 52-yard field goal, which is not easy to do. And sure enough, he kicks it dead center right down the middle after all of that. What a What a disaster. That is, um, it's it's not worth saying anything negative about them. It's just, it's it's fucking. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm at a loss for how this. Uh, I don't know how that they even stayed in the game, frankly. But that is uh, that is absolute just. This one isn't as bad as the 66-yarder, but it's bad in its own way. It's the frantic comeback. Oh, how is... And it, it just it just gives you that uh, idea that there is an actual curse. And I don't really believe that, but it is just insane that this can continue to happen. And this is going to destroy good people. Dan Campbell is going to become a heroin addicted alcoholic. That is going to happen. There are going to be well checks made on Dan Campbell. He's going to be in a dimly lit room in the corner, nude, shitting and pissing into a coffee can and muttering to himself. And then they're going to put him into a straitjacket. Oh. Chris says they need to come up with a legend to match this curse. It's called the uh, curse of Bobby Lane. 
Bobby Lane cursed the Lions when the Lions traded him. I think that's how they describe it. And it doesn't it's not sexy enough. We need something really horrible. Something that's much more sinister and devastating and just oh. Like, did you ever see a, a movie was on this weekend, Thinner? You ever see that Stephen King or read the book Thinner? Where the guy kills the gypsy kid and then the gypsy lady goes, Thinner! And the guy weighs like 500 pounds and he loses 10 pounds a day till he's nothing. I don't know why that just popped into my brain. Fucking unbelievable. So now five games in. They're 0-5. And, and, um... They, I'm just looking at the schedule and they play some really uh, difficult games in uh, this year. And, uh, wow, the rest of the division, Chicago is, is, has gotten better. Uh, Green Bay is very good. So you have those games. You have Minnesota again at home. Okay, next week they take on the Bengals, who are uh, a very, very improved team. Joe Burrow is a terrific quarterback. Then they are at the Rams. Oh, no, (laughs) of all the games. I mean, let's just say they lose to the Bengals and go into the Rams game 0-6, and Stafford is 5-1. Stafford is going to just humiliate them. He's going to rack up like seven or 8,000 yards in that game and throw for 50 touchdowns. Then they're home against the Eagles that I, I don't want to say winnable because the Lions haven't won any games. At Pittsburgh, that's a loss. At Cleveland, that's a loss. Home against the Bears. Bears, I don't know, they should be favored. Home against the Vikings. At the Broncos, that's a loss. Loss Versus the Cardinals, that's a loss. At the Falcons, winnable, but probably a loss. At the Seahawks, that's a loss. Hosting Green Bay, that's a loss. I see potential for wins against the Eagles. Maybe the Bears, the Vikings, and the Falcons. Potentially four wins, which would put them at right where I thought they would be. If they, hell, if they win four games for the rest of this year, that means the back half of the year, they would be four and eight. That's a hell of an improvement. The Duchess of New Jersey says, is Huge going to stay true with his bet? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he needs to go seven, Lions need to go seven and five on the year for him to win that bet. Ugh. The coach is crying after five games. And I, I don't fault that at all. I, 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 I love that about him. But come on now. This, this is the beginning of the end. It could be worse, though. It, we could be the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have lost 20 games in a row. All right? And their coach is Urban Meyer. I saw a story that I'll probably say for the Patreon. Apparently, uh, the the young girl came in Nebraska. Is um, well, she, I guess, can't even leave the house or something like that. 
Things are uh, uh, quite rough. Dirk says the huge bet. The loser should only get as many articles of clothing as the Lions win. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a moment in the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars game when it was a uh, fourth and inches at the goal line and they ended up not getting it. And they, in the play, they handed it off to the running back who got stuffed. The play was blown up and they turned the ball over on downs. And someone said, Hey, how come you didn't do a quarterback sneak with, uh, what's the quarterback's name? Sunshine. And, uh, they go, ah, no, he's not ready for that. Trevor Lawrence. And then, and Irving goes, no, no, he's not ready for that play. Now, again, all that is, is you're up under center. They hike it and you fall forward. That's it. How can you, uh, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. How can you not be prepared? You haven't worked out the bugs of a quarterback sneak. And then uh, they asked Trevor Lawrence about it. They go, hey, Coach Meyer said that uh, you guys didn't do the sneak there because uh, you don't know the play. And he's like, ah, no, I, I know the play. I'm totally, I can totally do that play. I don't know the fuck he's talking about. Those guys are screwed. Might even be worse than the Lions. I mean, at least the Lions coach has this fucking fighting spirit. That poor guy. I feel bad for him. Okay. Uh, football is big, and uh, there is a lot to talk about. Alabama goes down. Holy shit. Texas A&M. Uh, I've got two perspectives here. This is the radio announcer for the Texas A&M Aggies on this uh, uh, field goal to win the game, walk-off field goal as Alabama, number one, goes down. They have fallen to number five in the rankings. This is the kick, and uh, they're playing at Texas A&M. It's called uh, Kyle Field, and the place goes bonkers. The announcers go crazy, and then they have an interview with the quarterback who uh, for Texas A&M who – Earlier in the game, he got hurt and he came back in Willis Reed style and leads the team to victory is incredible. By Seth Small is down. It is up. And the fighting Texas Aggies take down the top ranked tide 41 to 38. Number one goes down and the celebration is on at Kyle Field. Happy got, birthday, Jimbo Fisher. I've got Zach Calzada, our quarterback, right here. What made you want to get back? This is an on-the-field interview. In the football game after you got hurt. Well, we had to win the game. It was no question. We had to win the game. What does it say about the heart of this team? Well, you just saw it. You just saw the heart of this team. It's ridiculous. This team fought. This team fought. I'm so proud of them. The whole line, best game they played. Best game against Alabama. Best game the whole line played. Our receivers made plays. Our defense stepped up. Let's go. Go celebrate with them. Congratulations. Go celebrate. I'm glad Alex Jones has work on the weekend. All right, let's be honest here. Um, Alabama will be there in the end. I firmly believe that. So, uh, Linda, Alabama Linda, uh, yeah, it, when you're the best, uh, that that's going to happen from time to time. They so rarely lose. Georgia is number one right now. I think Cincinnati is up there. Iowa is number two. Iowa's fantastic. 
They beat Penn State. Cincinnati, that ain't gonna last. Fuck that shit. It's Cincinnati bullshit. I'm not buying that. Uh, let's see. I don't even know who else is in the top 25. I know that Michigan... I know there's five Big Ten schools in the top 25. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Alabama, like I said, they'll be there in the end. Georgia is a new number one. We shall see. Uh, this is a clip of some uh, lady who does the weather in uh, part of the U.S. called the Quad Cities. And I'm not even exactly sure where that is. Maybe somewhere in Iowa. I don't know. It seems like there, there's a Quad Cities everywhere. Every state has a Quad Cities. Uh, this is uh, the local weather lady. She's stu- This is uh, uh, two clips here. In, made into one she's sitting at the news desk with the anchor and she's excited because that moment that texas a&m moment is about to happen okay she's all fired up and uh the time is winding down because the game is and it's very very close so she's really excited and then while she's actually doing the weather report is when the kick goes through the upright so here's the first part of that the behind the scenes here Efforts is really focused on the Texas A&M and the Alabama, Alabama game. game. We're tied right now. It's 38-38. We have the ball. It's like a minute 26 left. We just need to eat the time again to field goal range, kick a field but, goal, uh, and then we will I've, win. It'll be the first time we beat I've Alabama tri- since Johnny Menzel. I'm trying to let her know that we do need to hear about the weather, though. Yes. I think you have a good forecast. People, I think we, people are going to want to hear about that. That they- all sounds stupidly staged, but anyway. After the game? <laughs> early Tuesday. Okay. Now she's like giving the weather report while the guy kicks the ball. And listen to what she does. She loses her mind. Now, although we're getting a lot of rain this week, I thought I would let you guys know that I'm, um, that it, um, the fall foliage right now is um, this week. We're expecting it this week. Um, it's going to be. Around- I would fire her immediately. And, um, you're supposed to be a professional. What the hell is wrong with you? Friday is peak foliage um, this week right now um, for the uh, northwest over here, which is where the quad cities are at. Now, as we get looking back the today, hell? now, although we're getting a lot of rain this week, I thought I would let you guys know <laughs> that, I'm, um, that it, um, the fall foliage right now is... Um, uh, Efridge, can we see you in the, uh, in the office? Yeah, yeah, sorry, you're fired. Eli Gold is the announcer for Alabama. I've never really liked this this Homer honk. Okay? And uh, he's on the radio. The, the clip I played for you earlier was the uh, Texas A&M radio announcer. This is Eli Gold who's been announcing uh, Alabama football for many, many years. He doesn't really do anything here. Again, this is on the radio. And so he's so pissed off. He doesn't He doesn't even say whether it's uh, good or not. You can figure that out because the game is being played at, in Texas. So if you're listening on the Alabama radio network, you know what happened. But this dude is so pissed, he doesn't even say it's good or not good. What happens? You can hear the ball, you can hear the crowd, and then you just. <laughs> so now check this out. Everybody's running on the field now. It's chaos. It's absolute lunacy. The place is going bonkers. Listen to what Eli Gold says. 
Well, the league is going to get themselves $250,000 because everybody who does not have a seat and those who did have now flooded the field. Okay, so his take is, oh, the fans are on the field. The league's going to find them. That's his, that's his big takeaway when the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide go down. Here at Kyle Field and College Station, the scoring drive, eight plays, 54 yards. He actually said nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's a little bit... Uh, when you're when you're a homer like that, okay, you can get away with being absolutely unprofessional. And that is. That's horrible. I mean, if you can't capture the moment with your words and you have to sit there like a bitch and say nothing, oh my god, come on. Uh after the Michigan game, which by the way, that was fantastic. Uh, Michigan State is 6-0, and and Michigan is 6-0. and These two teams are going to play in uh, uh, one, two, I think like three weeks uh, at Michigan State. That That's pretty great. Uh, if uh, That's kind of like a, uh, a fantastic battle. Now, if you're uh, Michigan, a Michigan fan, Jim Harbaugh, Hasn't won a road game against like a top 25 opponent. I think he's never won one. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but I know he's, it's been fucking shit. So in order for him to have a successful season, he has to, well, first of all, he has to beat Ohio state. And then uh, he has to, he has uh, road games at Michigan state and at Penn state. So good luck with that. That if Michigan ends up, or Michigan State ends up running the table, that will be a tough, tough go. And neither one of those teams has to play Iowa. And I'm guessing there's uh, in the Big Ten Championship that that would have to happen too. And Iowa's better than all those fucking teams. All right. Sam writes, they both play shit teams. Well, pretty much both have played shit teams all year. So odds are good. It will be one of the highest ranked games between them. Yeah, I expect that. I expect that that is, uh, that is true. But uh, that was incredible. The Michigan game at Nebraska. He may not have won Jim Harbaugh against ranked opponents, but that that you might as well credit that to be a ranked team win because Nebraska's very good, especially at home. To win at Nebraska is a big fucking deal because that place was insane. Quarterback couldn't hear shit. He's like, what the fuck are you saying? What the fuck, huh? And somehow they managed to win. And the way they won was incredible because this quarterback for Nebraska, Nebraska's known for being, they just always shoot themselves in the foot. They're like a college version of the fucking Lions. And sure enough, with a minute and a half to go, a fucking quarterback gets it ripped out of his hands like what the Lions did. He's like, give me the fucking ball. We're going to go win the football game. And uh, Michigan comes back and wins that game. And those Iowa fans, they were all doing surrender Cobra. They couldn't believe it. Like, oh, fuck no. Shit, here we go again. Uh, Fuck me. And then Harbaugh. Did you see what Harbaugh did to the chick? Uh, Where the, did I pull it? Where is it? Holy shit. Let me get this. Uh, Harbaugh. After the game, Harbaugh uh, runs on the field 
and uh, he he shakes hands with their with their coach, and this this great snub took place. Her name is Molly McGrath. She is the ABC or ESPN reporter, whatever the hell it was, was ABC. And uh, Harbaugh, you you see him. um, Let me hold on a second here. Okay, you may have seen it there. All right. Here you go. I wanted to do the uh, full view for you. Back this up. There she is right here. Okay. I know it's grainy as shit, but it doesn't matter. Harbaugh's uh, shaking hands with uh, Scott Frost, the coach of uh, Nebraska. Look at all the uh, all the crew, the TV, and then here's Molly McGrath. She's coming in to say, "Yeah, we're gonna get ready to go uh, live with Jim Harbaugh here in a second. And then uh, she's coming in for the kill. Here's Harbaugh. He turns, her hand goes up, like, "Hey, coach, can I get a word with you?" And all she has to do is say, "Coach, uh, tell talk about the big game or whatever." And he's gonna say coach speak but he doesn't want to so watch what he does uh yeah uh uh, go fuck yourself and just ignores her and she's like wait a minute hold on let's watch it in real time here this is fantastic holy shit watch uh fuck you (laughs) and she's chasing him she's chasing him down the field and he's like yeah we just won oh my god i love this so much she's like what no one snaps me you fuck what are you doing and he like pumps his fist one more time. One more time. This is so great. Uh, yeah, I say, fuck you. <laughs> the fist pump. It's the fist pump while she's chasing him. She then goes and interviews the Michigan quarterback. I don't know that guy's name. Something Irish. But that was that. I thought, holy shit. <laughs> he just gave her the old fuck you. Chris says that guy's a douche. He kind of is. I agree with you there. He's a little bit of an asshole. But uh, I like the fact that both teams have been winning. Now, uh, uh, Michigan can very, uh, hell, they could very well finish with three losses this year. That Michigan State game is going to be epic. I am looking forward to that game. All right. Whew. So that is uh, that is a lot of what uh, was was cooking over the weekend. Holy crap! That's a, that is a lot to talk about. Then I guess that the Texas Oklahoma game was fantastic. Uh, they call that the Red River Red River rivalry, which it was known as the Red River Shootout. But some hold on a second, Daisy's barking. Hang on, honey. Yeah, she's actually outside of the door screaming at me. Let me in. Let me in. Um, yeah, they uh, had to change the name of the game to the Red River Rivalry because shootout uh, contributes to culture of gun violence. What the fuck are you talking about? Come on. All right. Excellent. So, uh, there we go. Did you see the Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, Mahomes looks like uh, very, uh, I don't know if he's the problem, but uh, five games in, it's a little wonky. 
The Bills. Holy shit. How about those guys? Gotta love that. Um, you know, they that if you see that, if you're a Lions fan, you get pissed off because that team kind of like uh they once they got Allen as the quarterback, the team kind of like started to click. The Lions get a great quarterback and the team never clicks. You know, it's just another Whenever you see a team that was as bad as the Lions suddenly take a step to the next level like that and your team still sucks shit, it's just, it's fucking annoying. All right. I would love it if you'd uh, get yourself an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt. You can find them at my website, ericzaneshow.com. Click on merch and there you go. It opens up to uh, all sorts of different options for you. Uh, Stuff for the fall, long sleeve, uh, hooded sweatshirts, crew sweatshirts, Long sleeve, short uh, short sleeve. It's all there at uh, ericzaneshow.com. Uh, affordable limousine. Looking for people to come work for them. If you have a, 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 if you are, I should say, a, an experienced driver with a CDLB passenger endorsements, you should think about uh, testing the waters at affordable limousine. Maybe you uh, drive a dump truck. Maybe you drive a cement mixer. Maybe you drive a bunch of kids. For the local uh, busing company, you know, and maybe you're like, God, I, I hate getting up at the ass crack of dawn and I sure wish I could make m- more money. Uh, that's what you get with affordable limousine. You work at a schedule that you want to work. You make your avail- uh, availability what you want. And uh, there you go. You make a great hourly wage with a ton of tips on top of that. Um, you can get an up uh, upwards of uh, thirty-five to fifty bucks an hour with tips in some of these rides, and you're and it's not like you're doing garbage trips. You're doing corporate events, you're doing uh, wedding parties, you're doing school teams in the middle of the afternoon. You don't have to wake up at a terrible hour. Work as much or as little as you want to work with affordable limousine. They need drivers. They're trying to expand their business. They've got forty motor coaches, trolleys, buses, and limousines. They need more drivers, okay, to get all of these on the road. That's why I'm talking about it. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you're an experienced driver, CDLB with passenger endorsement, go to buscareers.com. Fill out the form and then see where that takes you. They need drivers, buscareers.com if you are in West Michigan. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search... E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this 
AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Once again, thanks to Gift of Life Michigan for being a sponsor on board with this show. Uh, I am the media ambassador for them, talking about their initiatives. And if you go to ericzaneshow.com and click on the Gift of Life Michigan logo, it'll take uh, take you to a spot with a link that shows you how you can uh, fill out a form and be an organ donor in the unlikely event that you pass. When that does happen, uh, you can take it with you. And I highly encourage you to donate your organ organ it makes it sound like you're donating your penis uh donating your organs your tissue and your corneas you can save uh seven lives and improve the lives i'm sorry eight lives and improve the lives of 75 more people with uh donating your organs okay ericzaneshow.com click on the gift of life logo or if you want if you're in michigan just flip your freaking uh license over and say yeah give it all away you can do it that way too all right And uh, while I'm at it, it is time if you are a recipient of Medicare or know someone who is involved with Medicare to call upon Frank Fuss. He is an independent licensed insurance agent slash broker, making life so much easier for you when it comes to your insurance choices. And this is a service that costs you nothing. Okay? Now, let's just say... Uh, you have a loved one who's turning 65 and you convince them to reach out to Frank at 616-914-4070. And uh, you say to them, look, uh, Medicare is not the easiest thing to navigate through. Uh, This guy is going to do everything for you. He's going to talk to you for a little bit. He's going to say, these are your options, so-and-so, hypothetical person, and then uh, spell that all out for you. And then you know what else he's going to say? He's going to say, now, um, there are a couple gaps in your coverage. What do you mean? Well, because of this reason, this reason, and this reason, you may not have full coverage in certain parts uh, concerning your health. So in order to ensure that you have all of that covered, there is an inexpensive supplemental policy you can purchase, which I'll tell you all about, and this is what you do. That's how, that, uh, that's how this works because, you know, as you are that age and you're retired now, you want to be thinking about this and you want to get after it right now. Okay, so don't wait another minute. Reach out to Frank today at 616-914-4070. Call or text. Or you can go to buyinsurancehere.com and fill out the form. That's set up for you, the listeners of this show. All right. John says, oh, yeah, get the podcaster T-shirt. That artist is amazing. 
John posted the, uh, he uh, added to the uh, t-shirt Armada with the one of the comic book cover, uh, cover of the podcaster. He's right there. All right. Chris says he's already planning the big cookout fish fry for Michigan, Michigan State. What type of fish? Is it walleye? Walleye and perch. Neck and neck in the great state of Michigan. I don't I don't fish. I don't hunt. But if you fish or hunt, I am eating what you're harvesting. This weekend, charity scam Mike. He comes over with my dad when we're removing the stump. He says, Go get I need you to get the fire going. We're gonna have a snack. I go, yeah. He goes, uh-huh. He harvested a deer and he marinated the venison. So we get the fire going. He puts the, just jabs the meat onto like a little, uh, you know, thing you put hot dogs on and then just holds it over the fire. And then he goes, all right, let's eat. We're eating like cavemen. And we just pull the meat off and just start to, and it was so damn good. Oh my gosh. Was it incredible? He had a terrible time harvesting that deer, though. I want to bring him in. It was awful. This is why I don't hunt. Because the deer that he harvested, that uh, if he's not there, he might not be. Sometimes he wakes up late. He had a hell of a weekend. His car broke down while he was up there. He reached Mike for the bank security and fire. That was a waste. So he pulls up and uh, he closes his truck doors and then the interior light is still on. He's like, why is that interior light on? And uh, it wasn't long before everybody was making those jokes because it's a Ford. Yeah, found on road dead, which is absolutely hilarious, by the way. Ford stands for found on road dead. <coughs> That's great. I, I always love that joke. Um the somehow there's some type of electronics snafu and the vehicle thinks that a door is open even though it's not so then it tells the interior light to stay on it kills his battery and then he can't it's it's, he has to go and get we we jump it and then it works and then he shuts it off and turns it back on again it's dead again for something's wrong this is not an old truck he has to go into grayling and buy a freaking battery my god He's describing to me what he did to get this venison. And it's bumming me out that he's not here. I'm going to try him one more time. Even if we do get him, if he's tired, this is not going to be a good story. I should just... He says that... um, Well, he shot the deer. And uh, when the deer emerged out of the woods it's a it's a doe and it had um a fawn with it not the age fawn where it's like spots on it it's not bambi fawn but it was its fawn and he said he's never seen it in his life he's been hunting his whole life he said and it's never ever gotten him upset uh except for this one he some of you that are triggered are going to hate this story so you might want to you might want to check out for like one and a half minutes but Mike described it. 
described it as he shot the deer and then he's like, ah, ah, and it dies. And then he's still in the blind and the, and the baby deer walks up to him and looks up and he goes, deer never look up. They're always looking down. He goes, this one looked up at me and was actually like, what, what do I do now? What the fuck is going on? And he's, he said it actually got him upset. I'm like, well, yeah, it got you upset. Why are you even telling me this? You asshole. Fuck. He said it would have been fine. It's not that young that it would starve. But I'm like, shit, dude. This is why I will never, ever do that shit. Ugh. Mm-mm-mm. The Duchess refers to him as a mommy murderer. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. But, man, it was delicious. It was really, really good. Uh... Fucker only runs downhill. That's another one. Hmm. All right. I only got, I only told you that story because Chris is having a fish fry. I wanted to know what fish he's having. And that ends up taking me down that road. The ADHD is strong with this one. Okay. So there's a uh, high school teacher in Canada, in St. Catharines, Ontario. And a mob of people are trying to get the principal, I should say, of this school uh, fired. Principal uh, Sharon Burns, Eden High School principal, as uh, people rallying with uh, with pitchforks saying, all right, you got to go. Now you're thinking, what? What happened? She also has a number of people, 10,000 supporters in her camp. So I doubt that this is going to see the light of day. What side do you think I'm on? I am with the 400. Okay. She's a fan of Iron Maiden. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the rock band, Bruce Dickinson. As concerned parents with impressionable children at Eden High School in St. Catherine, uh, St. Catharines, we are deeply disturbed that the principal assigned to the school blatantly showed satanic symbols and her allegiance to satanic practices on her public social media platforms where all the students can see them under at Eden principle, not her personal account. The petition said on Friday, an update on the petition said they didn't want to remove Burns because of her love for iron maiden, but because of, quote, openly displaying her own handmade sign with the 666 clearly displayed on it. Which, uh, number of the beast, Iron Maiden, that's a thing. Uh, you know, they don't really worship Satan. At least I think. I don't know. What do you think? I, <laughs> First of all, if you're an educated person, a professional, her, hey, quit. Why, why the fuck on your professional Instagram page are you holding up 666 Iron Maiden like, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, 
So I don't know. Hold on a second here. Hold on. Hold on a second. The dog's fighting and licking paws. Let's see. What is her Instagram? At Eden Principal Instagram. Okay. See if we can make this happen. Okay. Sharon Burns. I wonder if she's taking it down by now. I I don't see it immediately, so I'm not going to, like, search for it. But apparently the problem was she, uh, Said, hey, yeah, and she's holding a sign up that says 666. And so the parents are pissed off. I don't blame them. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. If, if, if the principal, if I have a kid that's in school, and I don't, uh, a school-age kid, and uh, I notice that the principal on her professional page is holding up a 666 sign. I'm like, would you please delete that? I don't think we need the principle. I mean, kids are are already R, rhymes with uh, me marted R word enough as it is. I think the last thing they need to see is the principle holding up an Iron Maiden sign and 666. So I think absolutely she should take it down. And if she doesn't, she should be fired. Now, nobody else agrees with that. 10,000 people are showing support. I don't give a shit how good of an educator you are. If you're so stupid that you put up a 666 sign on your Instagram, that's fucking ridiculous. I don't even care if she doesn't worship Satan. The fact that she's so stupid that she would openly display a sign that says 666. Uh, The number 666 used to represent the devil, the Antichrist, or evil. She probably doesn't. It's just the fact that she's doing it. Uh, Burns Twitter bio identifies her as principal at Eaton High School. Growth mindset practitioner fueled by metal and ska and chickens. It is ridiculous that a couple of parents only judge her role as a principal only based on an Instagram post. Well, sorry, that's the way the world is. About the about liking the band Iron Maiden. That's it. Eden High School is a public school, not a Christian school. If you somehow don't like the principal of your child, grandchild, uh, then send them to another one. No! Bullshit! You can't have the fucking leader of the school with 666 symbols. Because you know what that's going to do? That means the kids are going to see that. And they're going to think that they can do crazy shit on theirs. The next thing you know, 15 kids are roaming through the school saying, Yeah, the principal told me to kill all of you with a fucking machine gun and it's all the principal's fault so this is bullshit she needs to be fired immediately the incident is reminiscent of the satanic panic of the 1980s when conspiracy theorists claimed satanic cults were abusing children well look yeah i don't know if it's that reminiscent i think we need to it's more like this is actually a lady's uh, promoting satan do you want to send your kids to a school where the principal on the Instagram, on a professional Instagram page is saying, yeah, Team Satan. Would you want that? Fuck no. Fire this crazy bitch immediately. 
Uh, paranoia grew in the 1980s as many faced anxieties over changing family structures, the need for childcare, blah, 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 playing uh, records backwards, shit like that. Well, she's not even leaving anything to the imagination. She's just posting a 666 sign. She needs to go out of the way and say, I do not worship Satan, and I am removing that uh, picture of me where I'm encouraging people uh, the uh, the uh, number of the beast. Uh, Patriot Nick says, I'm on the principal side just so I stay consistently anti-Eric's decisions. You see, you dumbasses don't have the ability to discern, and you have to stay uh, like a, a hard set in your mind frame. So if I say something, you basically just disagree with it. So you're telling me, Patriot Nick, that your lovely child, if you go to um, uh, the school of your kid and the T-shirt's wearing uh, down with Christianity, I love the devil, 666 uh, in my asshole forever, you're going to say, you're good. I want you be leading the school. You're an idiot. That is ridiculous. Uh, Nap says, I've got two tickets to Iron Maiden. Now, that would be a fantastic show. I saw a documentary about that band, about how um, the uh, Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of Iron Maiden, uh, he got kind of, uh, he, he became a pilot, and I don't know if it was he became a pilot out of necessity for wanting to fly the band to all of their locations on his own, but uh, they they for sure didn't like traveling uh, like, uh, with all the other passengers on a plane. So they saved their pennies and they bought this massive, uh, jetliner. I don't know the size of the plane that it is, but it's big. And it has, uh, that, uh, a character Freddy on the side of it. That's that, uh, looks like a Frankenstein, that evil looking character, Iron Maiden's plane. And, uh, Bruce Dickinson is the, is the pilot. And uh, I, I, in this uh, documentary, here, I'll, I'll show it to you. This always takes me way too long. Here you go. Several views of it. There's Bruce Dickinson, the pilot. Ed Force One is what it's... Look at the size of this fucking thing. It is huge. It is an abs... It's a super liner. Okay, it's got an upstairs. Now, this right here, the guy, you see, you see that face? That is Bruce Dickinson. And the thing I noticed in the, what I was impressed by in the documentary is he actually gets dressed up like an actual commercial pilot when the rest of the band is in there. He's not like wearing like stage clothes or anything like that. He's so into it. He dresses professionally. Okay. So that's a hell of a lot more professional than the piece of shit Southwest Airlines pilots who uh, are butthurt that they have to get a vaccine that's uh, effective and important for them to have. So he's better off than all those pieces of shit. But look at that fucking plane. That band is so filthy, stinking rich that they have their own massive jetliner and they just travel from uh, country to country. <laughs> Excuse me. Michelle says uh, Dickinson has a couple of degrees too, so he's super fucking smart. Eric, what was that documentary called? Um, does anybody know? Let's see. Iron. And the thing about that documentary, they showed them they were doing a tour of South America and they're 
uber popular there. So you're looking at one of these these like packed soccer stadiums with like a hundred thousand people singing the songs with them. Ugh. Let's see. Yeah, uh, someone had uh, mentioned it, and there's actually more than one, but uh, the one that uh, was mentioned is correct. Dennis wrote Flight 666 is the documentary, and it is so damn good. A lot of um, uh, moments behind the scenes of the band. I don't even really like that band. I, li- I, li- I like a few songs, like Run to the Hills and shit like that, the uh, so-called hits, but the documentary was fucking sweet. All right. How the hell did I get on that? Oh, because of the stupid principal who should be fired. Another story going around is uh, the Navy nuclear engineer in Maryland and his wife who was trying to, uh, well, he's, this has got to be treason, right? In some, back in the day, you'd just be put to death for this. He uh, has helped maintain or, or service or build our uh, fleet of uh, uh, nuclear vessels in the United States for our military. Someone suspected that he wanted to sell our nuclear secrets that uh, power our warships to a foreign entity. And uh, so he was like shopping it around. And I guess he wasn't very good at doing it because uh, the right person found out and tipped off the FBI. So then uh, he's put in contact with a, uh, a foreign power, a liaison, if you will, to sell these secrets. And uh, he shows up at a diner and he's got the uh, secrets on like a SD card. And uh, so they order the food. It's him and his crazy bitch wife and this entity from a foreign country. And uh, the guy orders a peanut butter uh, and jelly sandwich at the diner of all things. He eats half of it. And then he takes the SD card and he puts it in the, in the sandwich and slides the plate across. This actually happened. And the guy goes, okay, thanks. Uh, This is great. I'll give you, he gives him like $10,000. And the next thing you know, the cops show up. He's talking to a federal agent. He's fucked. He put the SD card into a sandwich. Jonathan Toby, through his Pentagon-issued national security clearance, had access to restricted data about naval nuclear technology and used that access to send a package to a foreign government on April 1st, 2020. At least that's what he thought. He was dealing with the feds. This is awesome. I think that would be so rewarding, that type of work, when you're you're just fooling people, you know? It's just really great. I love the idea that uh, you can... Uh, just completely tricked someone. After that, the affidavit alleged he began corresponding with someone he believed to be an agent of another country and was an undercover agent. Court documents claim the Navy engineer agreed to sell this restricted data for $10,000 in cryptocurrency. Toby and his wife, Diana, then allegedly went to West Virginia where the Navy engineer placed the memory card into the sandwich with his wife as the lookout. So they're both in trouble. Based on the criminal complaint, the engineer at one point suspected a trap, but continued with more, uh, as they're called, dead drops. He wrote, I'm sorry to be so stubborn and untrusting. He's talking to the FBI agent, but he thinks it could be a, you know, a, it's some a foreign country entity. 
But I cannot agree to go to a location of your choosing, the engineer said. According to a criminal complaint, I must consider the possibility that I am communicating with an adversary who has intercepted my first message and is attempting to expose me. So he he figured it out. But then after a little bit of time, he realized, ah, it's okay. Let's go meet at the diner and I'll put the card into the sandwich. So he voiced, I, I think I'm on to you. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the complaint charges a plot to transmit information relating to the design of our nuclear submarines to a foreign nation. Back in the day, man, they just, all right, you're guilty. Bam, dead. Uh, the work of the FBI Department of Justice prosecutors, blah, 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 blah. Taking uh, the first step to bringing the perpetrators to justice. And that's it. Game over. You do not pass go. That is so sweet. Holy shit. Uh, after him saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I think this is a problem. I, th- I might be dealing with an undercover agent. And then he's like, ah, maybe not. All right. You, too, can become a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I've got all these great businesses behind me that I keep uh, working with. And I want uh, you to be added to that. All you have to do is reach out to me on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Send me an email. Say, Zane, tell me all about it. And then I will uh, guide you through it. This is a very uh, uh, no-pressure situation. No one says it like that. This is a very no-pressure situation. That's what I just said. I sound like my father. No pressure at all. I'll just tell you how it is, and you tell me what you want to do. It's that simple. Uh, we're playing paintball on Sunday, and I need more bodies. We're lean. All right, this one was a short lead up. We only had a handful of weeks to promote this one. But uh, I think we're sitting at about 15 right now, and I want to double that. So it goes on Sunday. There's a very good chance I will be very limited in my mobility during the game because that is only a handful of hours removed from my half marathon earlier in the day. Okay, so if you want in, This is going to set you back 35 bucks. We're going to start at 4 p.m. All right. We're we're kind of limited on our daylight. So we want to get it all in 4 p.m. Start outdoor party TC paintball. If you want in, you must RSVP. Let me know because the quicker I get a head count, the less anxiety I have that uh, on our numbers. So please email me ASAP Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you so much uh, for doing that. We have a pizza party to start the event from BC Pizza. Uh, BC Pizza. I almost said BC Paintball. BC. Uh, I almost did it again. Shit. BC Pizza in Grand Rapids. All right. You get the paint. You get the uh, mask. You get the gun. It's all there. If you need more paint, you buy it. You uh, you'll have a great time. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation. 616-318-0167 in West Michigan. Uh, reach out to them for flooring installation. Uh, if you want, they'll rip out the old stuff. They'll take care of everything if you want. But if you want to save money, do all that ahead of time on your own. They will install the flooring and save you money. If you're interested, reach out to them and get an estimate if you are in West Michigan. Call or text 616-318-0167. Put the pros in action today. 
from Bennett Flooring Installation. This week, we've got comedy. Two very talented people are coming to the area. On October 15th, Steve Hofstetter is at the Park Theater for two shows. Also this week, October 14th, Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live appears at three locations. October 14th, Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming, Michigan. October 15th, Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids. And then October 16th, Muskegon's Back Alley Comedy Club. Okay? There you go. All going on this week. So, wait a minute. That's October 16th. Let me take a look here. All right. Jesus. Then on Sunday, Tommy Davidson is in town at Billy's Lounge for two shows. And then Bill Bellamy. Why do I know that name? Bill Bellamy is in town Sunday. Coming to the uh, Park Theater. You want information on all these shows, go to fullhousecomedy.com. Paul Rodriguez next week. All right. The story's being swept under the rug. Seems pretty, uh, pretty rough, I think. I don't know how you outrun this one. You know, we live in a day and an age where if something nasty is is uh, unearthed that no one knew of, it gets can get pretty ugly. This one has uh, some racist overtones to it. And then a bad cover-up. Okay. It involves John Gruden, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. They call that guy Megatron because he's mega and likes Tron. Remember that when he was on Monday Night Football? They call that guy, uh, you know, and he'd make shit up and give people nicknames. There was, it was always awkward. And it would always start with, hey, yeah, they call that guy. And then he would just go off, give somebody a nickname out of thin air. Well, in this one, He, uh, they call that guy rubber lips because he's black is, uh, the only thing that could have been said here because he fucking, a tweet has surfaced from 10 years ago. It was when he worked for ESPN. Uh, I should say a, uh, email has surfaced from 10 years ago, uh, that he, when he worked for ESPN. The Wall Street Journal came out with this story. The target is a man by the name of Demarius. Wait a minute. Demarius Smith. Gruden made a comment about Demarius Smith. Um, according to uh, this. Demaurice Smith was the executive director of the NFL Players Association at the time. And I think there was some type of, a type of a, a league issues, maybe like a lockout or a walkout or something like that back then. 
It was an email from John Gruden, who again is now the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, denigrating Demaurice Smith. Quote, the email from John Gruden about Demaurice Smith is appalling, abhorrent, and wholly contrary to the NFL's values, the NFL said in a statement to CBS News. We condemn the statement and regret any harm that its publication may inflict on Mr. Smith or anyone else. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders and John Gruden's boss, called the email disturbing. The content of the email regarding Demaurice Smith was from John Gruden, We were first made aware of the email late yesterday, this is according to the Raiders, by a reporter and are reviewing it along with other materials provided to us by the NFL. We are addressing the matter with Coach Gruden and will have no further comment at this time. Gruden uh, wrote this about Smith in an email to Bruce Allen, who was the then president of Washington's NFL football team 10 years ago. First of all, he doesn't call him Demoris. He calls him Dumboris. Dumboris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. Oh. You know, I don't know. I don't think that if you're a white guy, I don't think anybody should be making fun of the size of any 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 black man's lips because that's a stereotypical thing that is that's uh that that's pretty racist. You can't really get away. You can't even look at a black guy and say, "Well, you know, I mean, but if you were to get a measuring tape and measure them, they are actually bigger. That, that even though that may be factually true, probably not a good idea to be making saying that some black guy's lips are the size of Michelin tires. Now, right there, if anybody I know says, "Yeah, man, that guy's lips are the size of Michelin tires," and it's a black guy. Uh, to me, I'm going to, well, that's a racist comment. And uh, at this point, John Gruden should just say, well, I'll tell you what, man, I called him. I said he had Michelin tires, you know, because uh, he's a black guy. But he didn't do that. Gruden, who was working for ESPN at the time, told the Wall Street Journal that he had been frustrated after the NFL coaches locked out their players over a contract dispute that year. And Smith was helping the players negotiate. Gruden said he didn't trust the direction the players were headed in the negotiations. In the past, he said he has referred to people who thinks are lying as rubber lips. So the lie he just told was, ah, no, uh, saying that some black guy has giant lips made out of Michelin tires is not racist. Uh, I was just saying he's a liar. So he's, Oh, I call liars. They call liars rubber lips, you know? No, I don't know. You fucking moron. That's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. What a, what a stupid, uh, yeah, I called him rubber lips cause he's lying. And I, and then he says he took it too far in the email to Allen, according to the, to the, uh, wall street journal. I'm really sorry. Gruden said, I was upset. I used a horrible way of explaining it. So he expects us to believe that when he called the black guy with the big lips saying that his lips have are Michelin tires, which anybody who knows anything about anything in the world knows that that is frequently used as a slur against black people. 
His go-to is to say the black guy's lips are as big as Michelin tires. And when he's busted about it, he tries to save his ass by saying, yeah, I call liars rubber lips and he's got Michelin tires. What? The thing is, though, I think it might have worked because nobody is talking about this. He says, I don't think he's dumb. I don't think he's a liar. Well, you did back then. That's why you called him, said he had Michelin tires for lips. You know, you know wouldn't it be refreshing for John Gruden to just say, yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, uh, I refer to that black guy as uh, Michelin tire lips because his lips are huge and black people have big lips and I am now fired and I am... Uh, I'm now leaving and uh, you'll never hear from me again. I would have so much more respect for him if he did that than making up some, uh, concocting some fairy tale about rubber lips. You fucking asshole. He says, uh, and then this is always the, uh, I don't have a racial bone in my body. And I've proven that for 58 years. You might not. And, and I would venture to guess you probably don't but you did still make a racist statement and there are sometimes you can't really have your cake and eat it too but i think it's gonna work this time uh this is not the first uh this the the dude demory smith so this is not the first racist comment i've heard it probably won't be the last this is a thick skin job for someone with dark skin, just like it always has been for so for many people who look like me and work in corporate America. You know, people are sometimes saying things behind your back that are racist, just like you see people talk and write about you using thinly coded and racist language. It happens. Uh, does it mean John Gruden's a bad guy? Probably not. But I just, I, I hate it when the cover up is just so awkward and uncomfortable you didn't refer to it, it, no you you said what it, it it is what it is you're talking about the black guy dude's got big lips you said his t- lips are michelin tire he has michelin tire mouth that is a racist joke there's no question quit uh, fucking trying to save your ass and i think it's gonna work unbelievable Uh, Sam says, no way. We're supposed to judge people based on what they did in the past using today's standards. Is that a question? Uh, racism was okay 10 years ago, so it should be excuse today. I think I know what you mean, but you write it so wonky that I, I, I struggle with it. Yeah. I don't think the guy should be fired, but, uh, I mean, my God, uh, I think, if he were to come out and say, yeah, uh, that was a racist joke, I think actually he would be fired if he did own up to it. And I, I realize that. I, I think that that should be. I think that he should own it like a man. And, uh, and uh, probably easier, though, to just not say shit like that. that. That probably would be a good thing to do because if you are the type of person, and I believe that he's not a racist, um, you, then you shouldn't make those jokes because then people will think you're a racist and then that could lead to trouble. So you probably better be safe than sorry, you know? Unless you do a podcast and you can make those jokes from time to time. Totally kidding. 
Relax. I'm totally kidding. All right. And finally, this guy. Talk about stubborn. Uh, Lieutenant Governor for the state of North Carolina. Oh, my God. Hang on. Sorry. That sounded horrible. Okay. The Lieutenant Governor of the state of North Carolina is not backing down. He's, he is double-barreled middle finger. He has, uh, and I, I can actually appreciate the steadfastness of this guy. I, I really can. It's it's wonky and it's hurtful, um, but I can understand why he would do it. And I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's a little weird. North, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson said Saturday he is not backing down as politicians call for his resignation over recently resurfaced comments. In, in which he referred to uh, transgenderism and homosexuality as filth. He says, quote, hang on, I got a burp. There's one stuck in the breach. He says, let me tell you plainly right here and right now, I am not backing down, he said in a video posted to Facebook on Saturday. I will not be silenced and I will not be bullied into submission. I will continue to fight for the rights of our children to receive an education that is free from sexual concepts that do not belong in the classroom. Now, I'm not sure what that means. Um, I mean, frankly, uh, I don't know if that's how that all works out. I mean, are they working on, uh, hey, all right, today we're going to talk about uh, how to become uh, transgendered or something like that. I'm I'm not sure the curriculum. Um, in June, Robinson spoke at Asbury Baptist Church in Seagrove, North Carolina, where he made derisive comments about educating children, children about LGBTQ plus issues. There's no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about transgenderism, homosexuality, or any of that filth. The Republican politician was heard saying in the video that was recently posted on social media. And yes, I call it filth. And if you don't like that, I called it filth. Come see me and I'll explain it to you. Oh no. Deputy white house press secretary and North Carolina native Andrew Bates called Robinson's comments repugnant and offensive. The role of a leader is to bring people together and stand up for the dignity and rights of everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. I am having a terrible time again. Not to spread hate and undermine their own office. Bates said in a statement Friday, according to CBS affiliate WNCN. North Carolina State Senator Jeff Jackson thanked the White House for standing up to the discrimination. Urge Robinson to resign along with North Carolina State Senator Wiley Nickel, who called Robinson uh, a disgrace and an embarrassment to our state. 
calling many of our your own constituents constituents filth means you have no intention of representing them, Jackson tweeted on Friday. Our lieutenant governor should resign and allow someone who is prepared to do the job to take his place. This wasn't a this wasn't a dog whistle, folks. This was old school hate. Now I want to uh, I want to paint a picture for you. Full disclosure. Um, this is one of those um, right wing Republican black guys. Okay, so we're all on the same page here because I know some of you are picturing some rootin' tootin' white hillbilly. No, this is one of those. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, I think it's pretty rare to have one of these uh, alt right weirdo, uh, kooky black guys here. Okay, and uh, he's saying bullshit. This is filth. What's that thing about uh, doth protest too much? Are we gonna find out about this guy like getting plowed from behind? Mark Robinson in short order. So I always find it interesting when you see a representative of a minor, a minority group of people like African-Americans who has no doubt felt discrimination and all of its terribleness, encouraging discrimination. That is rare to me. That, I think you really have to work to be a fucking asshole to be that screwed up when you can experience discrimination and you've actually walked in the shoes of those people. Though you know how that feels, you still are willing to indict them because of something like that. That is fucking unbelievable. I think, I think that is uh, incredible. I mean, at least when white racists or uh, uh, white people who discriminate against transgendered, transgendered and gay people or lesbians or whatever, you know, at least they're like uh, bathing in their own ignorance and have not walked a step in the shoes of discrimination. This guy has fucking lived it. He knows how terrible it is. That, that is worse than any fucking crazy white guy discriminating. So though he knows how hurtful that can be, he's saying, fuck you. Wow. Rare, in my opinion. He is a black unicorn is what he is. Should this guy resign? Absolutely. You can't say that and then serve the people. You got to understand, like it or not. It takes all different walks of life to make the world what it is. And if you're going to sit there and say, fuck you, you can't because you suck dick or fuck you, you suck or you, you can't do anything. Fuck you because, uh, uh, you had a dick and now it's a vagina. Ah, why the fuck do you care? What kind of a sick, disgusting animal gets so long? Now, look, I'll tell you this, um, would, would I ever want to become that? Am I, am I like, yeah, go. I mean, that, that, that's not in my wheelhouse. It doesn't, it doesn't, I, I cannot even relate in any way, shape or form, but I do know that there are people who have fucking rights and you're sitting there a, an elected official. How do you expect anybody to respect you when you're dehumanizing them? What the fuck? How can you possibly do that? What an asshole. Uh, Robinson claimed on Saturday, he's been viciously attacked for his comments. You should be. And that the media and the left have tried to change the arguments focus. Well, you said it. Did you not say it? I mean, own it, man. 
So let me let me let me get this straight here. I will continue to fight for the rights of our children to receive an education that is free from sexual concepts that do not belong in the classroom. There's no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about being transgendered, homosexually, any of that filth. Yeah, it's that. It's when you get filth. That's when that line, you've crossed that line there. You've really marginalized a, a, a number of people with that. That's a discriminatory statement. That's when you get into trouble. So when you're expected to be a leader, yet you openly are saying discriminatory statements against them, and then on the next breath, you say, I will fight for and protect the rights of all citizens, including including those in the LGBTQ community. You just called them filth. That's that doesn't you can't have both of those things. You can't say you filthy bastard. I'm going to fight for you. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. You've lost that privilege. Uh, that is their right as Americans. And I don't think that the government has any role in telling them otherwise. He said, however, the idea that our children should be taught about concepts of transgenderism, genderism and be exposed to sexually explicit materials in the classroom is abhorrent. Uh, Robinson has created a petition urging people to sign against the radical left and to stand up against classroom indoctrination. Well, I, you know, uh, to be fair, I would need to see what the curriculum that you're discussing is, uh, is that is so concerning. But when you say filth like that, I think that's where that's the, the key word. I think you could have threaded the needle fuckhead if you hadn't gone down the road of filth. You know, and take it from me, a person that doesn't say anything correctly. All right. Uh, Reginald writes, standing by a statement, no matter how stupid you know it is, instead of apologizing, is now considered a leadership trait. That is a great statement. That is fucking, I wish I could come up with shit on the fly like that. I am not smart enough for a sentence like that, standing by a statement, no, excuse me, no matter how stupid you know it is, instead of apologizing, is now considered a leadership trait. That's absolutely great. Patriot Nick's a fucking twisted caveman. Look at that one. It's all filth. Nothing beyond biology should be taught in school. And he spells taught. T-O-U-G-H-T. Oh, God. How embarrassing is that? All right. The Duchess of New Jersey. I love that. Six words. She encapsulates it. He pole vaulted over that line. Yeah, you're right. I think as he went to filth, that's what made it different. He could have actually... Uh, made his way through it. Patriot Nick says, I'm working, fuck face. Yeah, I know. It's still fun to make fun of you because you're a twisted idiot. All right. So that's my, uh, that's my two cents on Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. He's a fucking asshole. Fuck that guy. Be thinking about idiot uh, asshole of the day.
boom, 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 boom. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It's great to be. I don't even care. I'm not even, I don't root for either team, but I just love that chant when they do that. They're rubbing the Nebraska fans face in it. All those Nebraska fans are just bumming. You got pockets of Michigan fans going, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It's great to be. It's fucking terrible. They could use that against them, though. If like they get if the Michigan if Michigan State kicks Michigan's ass in whatever uh, two or three weeks or whatever it is, you start chanting that. <clears throat> By the way, um, I had a discussion. It was hilarious with uh, Justin, Jackie's boyfriend. And uh, this new coach of Michigan State is kicking ass. And then the joke was, yeah, it's because we got rid of D'Antonio, who only wanted rapists to uh, uh, populate his school, apparently. That, that seemed to be a trait. It's like uh, at the recruiting meetings, Mark D- uh, D'Antonio would say, all right, yeah, I'm here in your living room with your mom and your dad. We really want him, We really want you to come to Michigan State and, uh, and play football. Uh, you can throw the ball a mile. Uh, you're, you're fast, you're strong, uh, you're into rape. So I think you can be a Michigan state Spartan. So glad that they've shed that. Hang on. I had uh Jason from a and E heating and cooling show up at the house on Friday. Took him about 45 minutes for her, him to, uh, tune up my furnace. It is a yearly visit to do that. I see those guys twice a year from A&E heating and cooling. Once for the air conditioner, once for the furnace. Reach out, call or text 616-516-8579 today. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Blue Frost IT is the IT company of choice. Voted number one in West Michigan by their peers. That's the truth. Uh, You can uh, get a hold of them either by email, info at bluefrostit.com, or just calling 616-200-8550. I think I've got that wrong. It just popped into my brain that that is not correct. That happens from time to time. It's right. 616-200-8550 for Blue Frost IT. Who are we talking about? Who needs this company? Well, uh, they can do work for anybody, but if you're a smaller, medium-sized business, okay, or you work for the person who owns a smaller, medium-sized business and tech issues keep piling up, you need to call, Okay. Maybe you need an entire company-wide upgrade. Maybe you need some spot fixes. Maybe you need some infrastructure in your uh, in your business. Maybe you're moving the business. Maybe you need a whole tech overhaul. Reach out to Blue Frost IT and get a complimentary consultation today. They also do managed IT service provider work. That means, like, he's my, they are my managed IT service provider. If anything goes wrong with my equipment, Printer, router, laptop, uh, desktop, anything. Uh, I pay them a few bucks each month, and they're on call. Something goes wrong, they can log in and fix it remotely. Blue Frost IT. 
And then finally, batting cleanup, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out today if you need a mortgage. Get pre-approved. Reach out to Mario at 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. If you are in uh, any state in the United States, with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine, you can get a mortgage from Mario. And you're like, ah, I can't get a mortgage. My credit stinks. Just let him try. At least talk to him. You might be right, and he might pull your credit score and say, yep, you're not quite there. However, I can help you with uh, some tips on how you can do that, pay off some debt, uh, turn your situation around. In 12 months, we'll get you into, into a mortgage and work with you for life. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, okay. Sam has a funny comment, but I'm trying to make it one full day without a comment. Never mind. Sam M, stop it. Okay, I'm trying to put some distance. Funny joke, but I'm not going to make a reference to something. I'm trying to make it, see how many days I can go without referencing something. If you want to know what the fuck he's talking about, you'll have to go to the live stream and look at Sam's stupid comments. A uh, horrible joke. Dean says I dated a woman with big lips. And then he writes labia. Yeah, you know, why do you have to spell it out for us? Can't you ever be subtle? You're the fucking worst. Ugh. All right. Before I get to the asshole of the day, I need to do a live cameo. And it was, uh, uh, I was hired by, of all people, Dean. Now, as you know, on my cameo, uh, basically you hire me and I, uh, I, I do whatever you want me to do within reason. I mean, like if you, uh, uh, hire me and, and, and get, try to get me to endorse the proud boys or some shit like that, that's not going to happen. Uh, but this, this is good. Dean reached out to me and said, uh, can you do a cameo, uh, doing, uh, your impression of Kate the Duchess of New Jersey. So right now, after I just said those words, she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. And he's he's laughing. He's, he's loving it. Uh, he gave me a suggestion about what to name the footwear. He wrote Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore Snooky. You know what to do, Eric. Hello, Eric. This is Kate, the Duchess of New Jersey. Yes, I'm on Cameo now. And uh, Dean asked me to do this Cameo for you. So get ready to run around. You're going to want to put on your sneakers. And we'll see you on the Jersey Shore. So look, listen, when you're making the gravy for the spaghetti this weekend, Eric, remember, think about me and all the wonderful influence I have on you. I love you, Eric. I've always loved you on the radio show. And I've been following you for years. 
since you left, you know, the old show and started doing your show on WBBL. I would drink my coffee and listen to you, Eric. It was already a fantastic time just doing that. And my heart was broken, Eric, when you got fired. But then my heart lifted a short time later when I saw you dusting yourself off like a true goomba and pulling your act together, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and getting after it with passion in your heart and getting to go on the podcast. I loved it from day one. And I love you, Eric Zane. I love your family. I love your lovely wife, Diana. And all those adorable pooches. I'm so excited to be part of the Zaniac crew. Say hi to your mother. Oh, wait. I can't say that. She's dead. God bless the loving memory of your mother. I, I love your father on there. And I love you so much. And all the other Zaniacs, Eric Zane, except for one. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. And I love you, Dean. Okay, bye. This is Kate, the Duchess of New Jersey. Yes, I'm on Cameo now. And I... Yeah. I'm uploading that. There you go. Uh, Tyler says, I would love to do Eric to do a roundtable discussion. With impressions of Kenny, Jessica, Saul, and the Duchess. Um, yeah, uh, Kate. She writes, "You you are a dead man." Uh, and and Nick has to disavow. This is solely on Dean. Uh, he reached out to me over the weekend. Would you do a cameo just doing the voice of uh, of Kate? And I'm like, of course, of course, I will, Dino. All right. She says, I do not sound like that, Eric. What the hell you don't? Come on. It's adorable. I love the way Jersey women sound. Eric, oh my God. When you and, and uh, Lara get together, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just smitten. It's like one, one eye is one heart and the other eye is the other heart, especially when you two go, <laughs> with you, you do your Jersey girl laugh. All Jersey women laugh the same. Uh, we we got to do a, uh, a show with all Jersey women, and I don't know the number of them. I think there might only be like three or four. I, I, I don't, I would have to do like a roll call for several days trying to, uh, how many Jersey women actually listen to the show, but they're, they're they're very 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 special to me. I uh, I don't mean any any type of disrespect when I do that voice. It's just that's exactly how you sound. You all sound the same, okay? So I mean, don't don't uh, shy away from that. That is a uh, that is a quality. If uh, if I were single and you were single, I would have tried to have sex with your voices, all of them. Okay, let me just say that for the record. If I was single and you were all single, uh, your your accent would make me want to have sex with your accent. All right. Uh, I was having a temper tantrum last week, and uh, I referred to the asshole of the day as bossy zaniacs. I don't even remember what I was mad about. 
Uh, Rick says you got to throw a Kyle impression in there too. Oh, you're talking about um, uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Hey, hey, Zane, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Zane. Dirk says you're a regular Phil Henry. I could, we could write that. That would be fun. Now, you know what? I don't want to, um, I don't want to uh, uh, actually do that though, because if I even talk about it, then it's never going to get done. So if I talk, if I say it, if I voice it, that means it's not happening. You know? Patriot Nick says, whatever the Duchess says for asshole of the day. She says Dean is the asshole of the day. You know, um, yeah. And and he generally is, so that kind of works. I think that the, uh, in, in all seriousness, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina should be the asshole today, but I want to end on a nice, fun, jolly uh, note, and that is uh, Dean is your asshole today uh, because of his diss to royalty. I don't think it's a diss, though. But she does, so that's it. I don't want to piss her off. All right. That is going to do it. Um, another podcast is in the books. That was long. Spent a lot of time being awful, awfully chatty today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. I'll be back with the Patreon bonus. I'll give you a heads up on Patreon when I'm about to go live. Then uh, if you go, won't you join me on there? If you could, just, just donate five bucks to me. Consider it a charitable donation. Five bucks at me, and then you'll enjoy the Patreon bonus podcast. That's a challenge. I don't want you to think it's a charitable donation, though, because I'm giving you something for your $5. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Eric Zane is all one word. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Until next time, folks. Don't forget, Asshole Today is brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Till next time. Bye-bye.